You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in to Kurt and Long, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, the Our world traveler, Ryan Horvat. You can follow him uh, at Ryan Horvat on Twitter, host of Bet MGM Tonight. Uh, and of course, Aaron Rodgers fan, as it says in the video, if you are checking us out on uh, the video portion of this on social media. Uh, and he is out uh, in Arizona uh, with the Super Bowl is taking place. The Eagles and Chiefs doing his show each and every night with Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. Uh, and uh, just having a heck of a time, except you got hurt prior yeah. to going out there. So how did how did you get hurt? What's wrong with you? Yeah, so this should be the time of my life. I was going to actually do this podcast uh, outside because I got some, like, cactus, really nice scenery, brought oh. my golf clubs, planned on golfing at least 36 holes this week. Well, how warm is it? Is it nice? So it's like 70 during the day, and then it gets pretty cold. You get that desert cold in the night, yeah. and it drops. It's like 30 degrees, and it's pretty cold at night. But during the day, uh, it's nice here, man. It's like perfect golfing weather where it's not hot and humid, but also uh, you know, not freezing cold. It's like perfect temperature. Problem was, right before I uh, got on the flight on Thursday, I figured, okay, I'm going to get one last workout in. I play basketball with these like 18 to 21-year-old kids every Thursday. Never a good and- idea. Did that for, we played three games full court. We usually only play two. And then I uh, did my regular leg workout. And then I hopped on the Peloton and did a 15 minute climb with my girl, Kendall Tool. And then I got off. I felt great, man. Went to work the next day. I couldn't walk at work. I figured I just crushed my legs. Uh, my co-host Nick was taking photos. He thought it was hilarious, but then it didn't get better. Like I got off the flight on, on Sunday, man, and I couldn't move. And like the like this lady, God bless her soul, she was like, Oh, honey, you don't look right. And I'm like, I don't feel right. She's like, You need to get a wheelchair. And I was like, Can I get one? Nobody could find me a wheelchair. So, dude, I got oh my God. three suitcases, my golf clubs. I look like Roger Dorn when he's checking into the <laughs> Indians uh, major league. I got everything <laughs> and I could barely move. I could barely walk. Everybody's staring at me. Luckily, I run into Ken Barkley, who was on the same flight as me, and we get an Uber together. But man, like I've just been limping around. Yesterday, I went to the doctor, found out I tore my groin, partially torn. So that's like a four to six week recovery. Got to take it easy. Nothing that they could really do about it. Yesterday, I got a shot of Toradolf. So last night on the show felt amazing. This morning, woke up, that clearly wore off. I have like these painkillers I don't want to take. And then I have just like regular extra strength. So it's just kind of been miserable. I'm ready to get home. Uh, I was going to go to Super Bowl media day. I was going to go on Radio Row. Now I'm just trying to get through the work week and get home. We have a big party on Friday night. Marshmallow's going to be there. Uh, there's like a big concert. All these marshmallows a DJ. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't even know, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it unless I'm able to get another shot because I can't really move around. I look like an idiot. And then really quick, 
one last story that's kind of funny, but I was pissed at the time. So Trista Crick, my partner, she just has like, she just says what's ever on her mind, right? Yes. And uh, I told her I made the mistake of telling her what they diagnosed me with, the torn groin, which is kind of an, an injury you don't really want to talk about with strangers. Uh, but I told her because obviously I'm going to be on the show with her for the next four to six weeks and might have to have surgery. So I get out of the Uber from the doctor's office and I'm limping and she's coming back from her Manny Petty and she sees me and there's all these beautiful women, which like, yeah, I don't care. I'm married, but still she's like, Hey, what's up with your torn ass groin or something like that. Oh she's like, oh my God, and all these girls just look at me and she says something about my groin. <laughs> and I looked at her and I go, shut the ass. <laughs> Like and she's like hanging out with a dude. I mean, that's what it's like. Yeah, <laughs> give it up. I mean, it was it was funny. Like I give her credit. Like uh, yeah, I got, but I was like, come on now. And I was in so much pain. And I thought again, man. I thought maybe like I sprained something, and it was going to be like a, a one week, two week recovery. I find out about this nonsense. Oh. And I just, man, and I'm pissed because I lost like forty pounds. Uh, I like playing basketball on Thursdays. Pay a lot of money for my gym. And now I'm going to be like a lump on the couch, probably yep. get fat. Do these but you said what the, what the pain is is pretty bad when you're just sitting too. So it's not like it's helping you just sitting there. It's not like you're being relieved of pain by not moving. So that's the worst part about it is I'm doing the shows, doing all my radio hits, doing the podcast. And like right now I'm in the worst pain. It's just like shooting up to my leg. But oh my God. luckily I'm used to it. So that's I'm, able to, I'm, I'm right. able to still get the job done. Let's get to uh, some Packers talk here. It is a Packers podcast after all, Kurt and Long. And uh, lots to get to on today's show. Obviously, we start with Aaron Rodgers and the nonsense uh, from the Pat McAfee show, which seemingly is going on every Tuesday now. Uh, I, I really thought this was going to be done, but apparently uh, it's still not done. Uh, so Rodgers now saying that he's going to be taking a four-night isolation retreat. And apparently the way he describes it is you go to a house, uh, you go into a room, and apparently, like, there's some type of two-way thing where they drop you food um, three times a day or whatever it is uh, to eat. <laughs> so it's it, it almost, to me, sounds like being in a, uh, 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 what's it called? Um, when you're in prison, you get separated from everybody else. Uh, incarcerated? No, 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 not incarcerated. But it's, uh, ah, yeah, I can't like, think of the name yeah, of it. Yeah, like, Matt, like when you're a real bad guy? Yeah. Right. And you get separated from everybody else and you're all by yourself in your cell and, and you're kind of like next security is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know the name of it. Is. I had many, it earlier, but either way, Harvey's right now. Yeah. yeah. Go on. <laughs> so he is going to be in this room in total darkness or whatever the case may be. Uh, if he said the door's not locked, he can get up and leave whenever he wants. And uh, there's no way I could do it. I, I'm telling you right now, dude, there is no chance. I go stir crazy being in my house with my family for more than two days without leaving to go somewhere. Like, Having COVID and being stuck in your house, not being able to go anywhere, psychotic. But no chance, hate it. I hated having to do the show at home back when that whole COVID thing started. They're like, okay, Sparky, you do it from your house. Now, grant you, I was in a garage and it was freezing outside. But either way, being home and not being able to come into work, that drove me crazy. Now you're telling me you're voluntarily going to go sit in a dark room and do that. Solitary confinement. That's what they call it. When yeah. you put in a solitary confinement in jail, I thought of it. Okay. So, what he's doing voluntarily, like there, there's no way. I'm telling you right now, there's no chance I could ever do that. Horvat, do you think you could do it? Yeah. Well, first things first. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Who's dropping the food off? I, I'm assuming the people that run the house, because the way he made it sound. Now, again, I wasn't part of the interview with McAfee being able to follow up, 
but it almost sounds like it's a house with like these different rooms where different people go into for this little experience or retreat or whatever it is. And then the people that are running this experience uh, are the ones that bring the food. I'm imagining that's how this works. So, but there will be nobody in the room with him, and yeah. he is bringing nothing into the room with him. Like, he's not, who was it? Somebody asked me if he was bringing weed or something. He's not bringing anything in with him. No phones, no drugs, no nothing. It's just him and him alone in this room. And apparently there's a bathroom, he said. Oh, that's good. No phone, no weed, no alcohol, and then no TV, right? I'm nothing. Correct. correct. No, I, could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd go nuts. But, like, I'm all for him because he's spoken about mental health and how important that is. So, like, if this is what works for him and this is what he needs to do, I'm all for it. Whatever people need to do to get their mental health right, like, I'm all for that. But this, I couldn't do that. Absolutely not, man. Like, I'm he said, well, there's probably, he goes, there's probably going to be a lot of sleeping. Yeah, but you can only sleep so long. Like, for those of you that don't know, like, back in the day when we did, um, back in the day uh, on WSSP, on 1250amthefan.com, uh, I did a sleep strike, right? Uh, and it was a whole thing where Derek Turnbow, an old reliever for the Brewers, um, had uh, blown a thing or whatever. It was not doing well. And they cut him. And on the air, I played Celebration and was partying and having a good time. Thank God he's gone. He's killed this organization, blah, 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 blah. And people were getting mad because that started a losing streak. And they were in like three or four games or whatever the losing streak was at. And everybody was blaming me. So we were in a post-game show, Tim Allen, I would do the post game show here on SSP for what 17 years, 16 years, whatever it was. Um, and him and I did a post that that Brewers post game show after uh, games for a decade together, 10, 12 years, whatever it was. And we went to go get a drink. Uh, he went outside to have a smoke. I went and got a Mountain Dew. I came back. I said, "Dude, I'm not going to sleep." He's like, "What are you talking about?" And we weren't on the air yet. I'm like, "I'm not going to sleep till they win again." This is my fault. Fine, I'll fall on the sword. I'll go on a sleep strike until they win again. He goes, "If you say this on the air, you got to do it." I said. I understand. Mind you, none of our bosses knew because it was like midnight, whatever it was that night. So next day, morning show comes in. Here I am. I'm still, I'm here. I'm hanging out. They're like, what, what is going on? Why are you here? Um, so I did that sleep strike for 64 hours is how long it lasted. Okay. And then Ricky Weeks had a big hit uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning or whatever else. People were walking out of the park. And as people that were there were, were telling me, people were chanting good night, Sparky, apparently, while they were walking out of the park, which is crazy itself itself doug melvin the general manager of the brewers calls into the post game show we didn't ask him to call in he just called in sparky get some sleep or whatever so it was a big whole deal so that show gets done uh nascar girl summer santana who used to do a racing show with me and steve zaki on saturdays i'm um, yeah. kind of like trista crick where yeah. she just says what's on her mind she doesn't really care she doesn't think about it like kind of uh, a dude in that way she comes here picks me up I go back to her place, sleep on the couch. We had a racing remote the next morning from 10 till noon, or was it? No, noon to two um, at a shoe store, Stan's shoe store over here on like 76th. Um, or no, it was the one in Brickfield. Let's take that back. One in Brickfield. So I got eight hours of sleep. I was good. I was fine. Hadn't slept for 64 hours. I was good on eight hours of sleep, fully charged, ready to go. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to sleep for four straight days. Like it's not possible. You're going to sleep so much. And then you are going to be wide awake in a dark room and your brain is going to go cuckoo. That's what's going to happen. Well, that, what happened to you was, you know, you can't make up for sleep. Like I always hear people say, ah, I didn't sleep this week. I'm going to make up for it this weekend. Like doctors will tell you, you can't make up no. for sleep. So uh, that's insane. The fact that you have found a female companion is even more insane. And now you have children that one day are going to be like, Hey daddy, tell us about the sleep story again. Also, that was the greatness of sports talk radio years yeah. ago. 
now sports talk radio it's just like debate shows and you know let's be honest like it's not what it once was but no. that's a great that's a great bit right there Dude, i'm surprised they, the boss is here we're so mad like I can imagine. my boss uh ryan mcguire he was like you're doing what like you gotta consult me i'm like well too bad i'm doing it so yeah, then he went and had a meeting with our general manager. They then had to get on a call with corporate Ryan in order to figure out what they had to do. I had to sign a waiver saying essentially that I would not leave the building and drive anywhere on my own going forward through the rest of this thing. Uh, my buddy, uh, Ted Lang, who was a trainer for the Brewers and with the Kansas City Royals, he was coming over here every 24 hours and making me do all these drills um, whether it be saying the alphabet, bouncing a tennis ball, all this stuff to see how I was. My speech started slurring at around hour 50 and I sounded like I was drunk because I hadn't slept in so long, but yeah. So that's the whole thing. I, all I'm saying is to, to, to Rogers of, Oh, you're going to sleep a lot. You're not going to sleep any more than you normally would sleep. Like you're only going to sleep so long. And then at that point you're going to be up. And like I said, I think you're, I think he's going to go nuts. There's no way I could do it. I sometimes wonder if he's just messing with people. Like if he's no, really, no, no, he's just, I would like video in there. I would just like to see what the hell you actually do for four days. Um, like, is he working out? Is he just sitting there? No, that's a good idea. Maybe you work out. Maybe, maybe you do that, but he's got no weights. So it'd have to be like push up, sit-ups. Like he doesn't bring a girl with them. Is like blue heaven Nothing. or blue earth there with no, them? No, all by himself. Not bringing yeah, anything in. Now, right now though, I'm on, well, what should it be? What should have been a vacation where I'm by myself? Ask me this same question next week when we're doing the podcast. When it's just me and my son for three straight days, and my wife goes out of town. If I want this four night isolation retreat where I just sit in silence, I may answer yes. No. But Rogers doesn't have any kids, and he barely has any responsibilities other than playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. But so. Ryan, you're too addicted to sports, to gambling, to that whole way of life and watching stuff. To be Music, locked up TV, in a room for yeah. four days with nothing, like, like. No, no, man, I, I need my phone. I would have to Google, like, where Latrell Sprewell went to high school, and then that would take me down a rabbit hole. Like, right. that's my ADD. I couldn't do it. No, absolutely. No. Not an other person on this planet, I don't think. There's no sane person that could do this. No chance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, to topic number two, uh, odds on where Aaron Rodgers will play in 2023. Now, I will say this. The Las Vegas Raiders are the strong, strong favorite right now to land Aaron Rodgers. I just did an interview uh, yesterday, and it's posted at 1250amthefan.com, uh, with Bill Williamson. And Bill Williamson is a longtime NFL writer. I worked for the Appleton Post-Crescent back when Brett Favre and Leroy played here, covered the Packers for years. That's where I've, I've known him from. Then he went to Denver. I think he was with the Post and covered the Broncos for a number of years. And then from there, 
uh, he covered the Raiders. And now he's got his own website and the whole deal. And he and I were talking about this whole thing. And he just said, for the most part, if you, you can go back and listen to it, we got into a whole bunch of different things. Uh, but they have so many problems on that defense. He said, okay, so let's say you trade for Aaron Rodgers. How are you going to fix the defense? Because you're not financially not going to have a lot of money, if any, to go spend to fill the holes on defense. And yeah, you could put Rodgers at quarterback on offense, but that's the defense at some point still has to be addressed. He also questions how him and McDaniels are going to get along the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders and how those two personalities uh, will work together as well. Also yeah, funny yeah. that he's going in complete darkness and the Raiders are one of the teams uh, that are on the table. Just saying. Uh, okay, go ahead, Ryan. I just I feel like, you know, what do the Raiders really have to offer other than, okay, you could reunite with Devontae Adams, but like he had Devontae Adams on a much better roster with a better defense, with one of the better offensive lines when healthy, with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and three straight years, uh, you know, they, they got bounced by San Francisco. I'm talking about just the LaFleur era, obviously. Right. You know, they get destroyed by San Francisco. They lose to Tampa. He's forcing the ball to Devontae. And then the San Francisco game. So I don't know that Devontae is just enough right there to take you to your second Super Bowl. Uh, better skill position players. I do like Hunter Renfro. It looks like the Raiders are really wanting to move on from Darren Waller. That's not a very good offensive line. You already brought up the defense. Like, yeah, they have some names like Max Crosby, but that's not a good defense. And look at that schedule. Look at the division you're in, man. Like the Broncos are going to be a better team, we think, with Sean Payton as the head coach. That's a top five defense. And if anybody's going to revive Russell Wilson. It's probably going to be Sean Payton. Justin Herbert has a new play caller in Kellen Moore. Even if you're not a Kellen Moore fan, I was not, not a Joe Lombardi fan because he was calling plays for 45-year-old Drew Brees, not 24-year-old Justin Herbert. Just let him air it out. You look at that Chargers team, they're going to be tough if everybody's healthy next year. Like this year, they should have been a 13-win team, but J.C. Jackson was a bust. Uh, uh, Joey Bosa was hurt the majority of the year. Which yeah, if they could stay healthy, though, and they could get Herbert some more weapons other than Mike Williams and Keenan Allen they're going to be tough and then there's a oh yeah Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are uh you know playing in another Super Bowl coming up this weekend so if I'm Rodgers I don't think the Raiders are the answer unless you just really want to go make your money live in Vegas hang out with Devante but I don't think him and McDaniels would get along so I think the best fit would actually be the New York Jets you got your guy Nathaniel Hackett there you got Robert Sala there you have a potential, if healthy, top five, top ten defense with a bunch of young studs, the best young corner in the game, Sauce Gardner. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you're going to get Brees Hall back at some point. Uh, you have multiple backs there. We'll see what they end up doing with James Robinson. But uh, you have who's going to be the rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. They just have weapons, man. And I, I like Robert Sala. And I know that's a tough division as well because you have the Buffalo Bills. But – we keep hyping up the Bills every year, and I would rather go against Josh Allen and the Bills twice a year than Mahomes twice yes. a year, the Broncos twice a year, and Herbert twice a year. I'd rather take my chances in that division. Like, are the Patriots going to be any better? What did they do? They just okay. Had the Patriots, out. the Patriots are on this list. Funny you say that. So the Raiders are the favorite, then the Packers, then the Jets at plus six hundred. Uh, this is from Pro Football Talk. Uh, then the Buccaneers at plus fifteen hundred. And then the Patriots, Niners, Commanders, and Titans are all at plus 2,000. Now, yeah. again, nobody has talked about the Patriots and Belichick being involved for, with Rodgers. Nobody. And I would think if you're Aaron Rodgers, playing for Bill Belichick may not be such a horrible thing. 
mean, Brady just came out and defended his and Brady and Belichick's relationship and said, everybody wants to make it Brady versus Belichick. That's not how it was. Da, 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 da. But I mean, could Brady sell Rodgers on going to play in New England and going to play with Belichick for the last couple of years? The problem I have is they don't have anything on offense. I mean, I, I don't, I don't look at that offense and go, oh yeah. I mean, they're as stacked as the Raiders. They're not. I mean, the, the best offense is the Raiders offense, period. We could talk about potential of what the Jets might be, but again, a lot of young guys. We all know Rodgers and a fan of a lot of young guys and having to play with them right off the bat and having to have them make adjustments. Cool. Uh, and on top of that, he's going to have to learn a whole brand new offense. Now, that's the other thing. Raiders, new offense. That's McDaniel's offense. Jets, that wouldn't be necessarily new offense. They would cater it around him. But those wide receivers don't know that. They're going to have to get accustomed to it. New England, that would be a whole different offense with Belichick. All of this comes into play. I think there's no shot at New England only because Belichick and the Patriots' way is to get rid of a player uh, two years early rather than two years late, kind of like Green Bay does with offensive linemen. That's what they do with absolutely every player, including Tom Brady. Like That's what happened there with Brady. Belichick thought he was washed. He went to Tampa Bay with better weapons, won another Super Bowl. So I just don't know that they would go all in for Aaron Rodgers, who's pushing 40 years old. The other thing is they hired Bill O'Brien to come in as the play caller. Him and Mac Jones have a really tight relationship from the time at Alabama together. So I think Mac Jones is their guy. And I don't know. I mean, man, Belichick would stop the film and he'd call out Tom Brady. How are we going to win a game when we have a quarterback that can't complete, you know, a five yard out? Imagine him doing that to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that that would work out. And I don't really love their weapons. So I think New York's the best fit. Tennessee. Tennessee, Vrabel Bobby and Rodgers have a, have a relationship. Rodgers has talked about how they text and talk throughout the yeah. season. So there is a relationship between that head coach. He has property in Tennessee, which we all know about. That was a whole big thing when he bought that property. So I, I don't – because everybody's talking Jets or Raiders. I don't know, man. Titans might be sneaky. Now, they're going to need a wide receiver. Maybe they trade for D-Hop and get yeah. DeAndre Hopkins in there with Rodgers. I don't know. But outside of needing a wide receiver – They've got a stud running back already to take pressure off of him and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I worry about Derrick Henry, like another year of Derrick Henry and 250, 300 carries. Like eventually they're going to run him into the ground. And this was kind of that year. Uh, He still had some nice performances, but I just, I don't like the wide receivers. I like Burks, but Robert Woods is going to be another year older and he's tore his ACL twice. And I I worry like, well, they're in cap hell right now. I think that they go full rebuild, blow it up. I could see like Vrabel either go into the college game or finding another job here soon, because I just think that that's going to be the way that they go. Uh, But man, I don't know. I mean, easy to win division. You would say you have Jacksonville, obviously the Texans are going to be rebuilding here for the next couple of years. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I don't think that that'd be a terrible fit if the Titans wanted to go all in for a year or two. The thing is, though, man, like their defense isn't what it was. Uh, They're fine against the run, but that secondary is bad. That's a worse secondary than Green Bay. Again, like if Rodgers, if this is about winning a Super Bowl, getting back to a Super Bowl, it's Green Bay Bay, or it's staying in the NFC. It's San Francisco, which that's not going to be the case. They're going to go with Trey Lance. What about the commanders? That, that's I think so I keep saying this I think that that's the perfect fit I love the skill position players right you have yeah. multiple backs you have Brian Robinson who was a rookie last year out of Bama you have Antonio Gibson you have Terry McLaurin who's a top 10 receiver in the league um man they got a lot actually and then on the defensive side of the ball if they're able to stay healthy we know how good they are against the run and especially in that division yeah you have the Eagles who are playing in the Super Bowl but there might be a little Super Bowl hangover there the Giants will probably be a bust next year after they pay Daniel Jones all that money. Cowboys are always going to be the Cowboys. I think that that would be the perfect fit. The problem is they're such a mess. Is Dan Snyder selling the team this year or does that happen next year? 
you know, if Bezos came in and Jay-Z and bought that team right now, I think they go all in for Aaron Rodgers. But the Packers say they're not willing to trade him within the NFC. And I don't see it happening just because that organization is uh, such a dumpster fire right now with a terrible owner. Dumpster fire is correct. All right. Every Wednesday, we started this last Wednesday. We're going to do it all the way up to the uh, NFL draft coming up at the end of April. One week, I'll do a mock draft. Next week, Ryan will do a mock draft. And we'll kind of just have some fun with it and go back and forth with uh, with what we have. And then from time to time, I'll save a mock draft um, that we can talk about on the air from some of you random uh, uh, people that are checking out Curry Log or people I just see on Twitter. Um, and we can read those back, too. Next week, though, we're going to start something a little bit different. I want to do the mock draft because, you know, we're streaming this on our laptops or whatever else. Uh, we use StreamYard, by the way, if you're looking to do your own podcast. Uh, but I, I want to use it. We could just do the mock draft on our phones and just do it in real time on the podcast uh, and then have the conversation of, okay, who's available here at this point? Who do you like? And we can kind of go back and forth. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun, too. So we'll probably start doing that uh, next week. This week, however, like I did last week ahead of time, Ryan did his ahead of time with his torn groin uh, out there uh, in Arizona. Uh, all right, so Ryan Horvath, uh, any trades uh, to announce at the beginning of the mock draft on a Pro Football Focus? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, uh, we trade uh, the round one, uh, seventh overall pick. We trade round two, the 38th overall pick. We're getting these. The Packers are getting these. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're getting these. My fault. We're trading Aaron Rodgers. And a third round pick, pick number 78, because Gudikins never knows what the hell to do in the third round. So that's the pick that we're giving up. We don't need another Josiah DeGuara. So gone is, again, round three, pick 78, and Aaron Rodgers. In return, the Packers receive uh, round one, pick number seven from the Raiders. uh, Round two, pick number 38. And we also get a first round pick in 2014. And according to Pro Football Focus, the Raiders accept this. So again, they get that Rodgers deal that you just did. Yeah. I've done, I've went that, that whole way. You could do first three picks both years and it still accepts it. Really? Without, right, giving, well, up your, want... without giving up your third. Yeah. Well, I don't want that third. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want more, I don't want more baggage. So, right, so we got a one and a two to work with this year in your mock draft. Yep. And a, and a one next year. Okay. All right. So what happens here is stuff gets crazy. I like it. Galen Carter goes number one to the bears. Which number two. They should probably do if they keep the pick. Number two. CJ Stroud. So when I pop up here, round one, pick number seven from the Las Vegas Raiders. Guess who's sitting there? Bryce Young, who Pro Football Focus has number one on their big board. He slips all the way to number seven. He's younger than Jordan Love. He's oh. better than Jordan Love. Oh, he no. makes some th- his only knock is nice. he's small. You know who doesn't care? This guy right here. If he can make all the throws. And he played in that Alabama system. I'm going Bryce Young. Oh, my God. Round one, pick seven. Hold on. We also have round one, pick 15. Let's not forget. And we're taking Quentin Johnson out of Love TCU. We him. get a slot wide receiver. Now Bryce Young, as a rookie, may have the best young wide receiver room in the entire league. Yes. Maybe, I mean, you're looking at uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and now Quentin Johnson. And Toure is still there, too. Yep. Yeah. So Bryce Young and Quentin Johnson in the first round. 
Now we move to round two, pick number 38. We're going to grab a linebacker. I think it's an undervalued position in the National Football League. And we're going to go to Clemson, and we're going to take Trenton Simpson, like which Pro Football Focus gives an A to. Round two, pick number 45. We need an edge rusher. We don't know when Rashawn Gary's coming back. So what do we do? We take Mike Morris, who's sitting there. Michigan. Round two, pick 45, edge rusher. Pro Football Focus gives me an A-. minus. We have a uh, second-round pick, number 47, and we need a tight end. Unfortunately, we didn't go with Michael Mayer. We didn't take any of those pass-catching tight ends. But we get a guy with probably better pass-catching abilities and that could be just as good of a blocker as... Wait a second. We have three second-round picks in your mock draft? Yeah, we got three. We got pick number uh, round 238, round 245, round 247. Did you make a second trade? Yeah, remember I got I got for Green Bay received pick one. Right. Round one, I mean, uh, round 238, and then a first round next year. Right, but how did you end up with three second-round picks is my question. The Packers only have one second-round pick. The Raiders gave you a second-round pick, so that would be two. Did you make another trade to acquire a third second-round pick? Did you, like, trade Jordan Love or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I traded Jordan Love. There you go. Okay. All right, yeah, but but for some reason, that falls underneath Darnell Washington. Okay, so, was, so who did you trade Jordan Love to? Uh, we traded Jordan Love to the Washington Commanders ah. for round two, pick 47. So here's what happens. Let me just okay. explain this all again, all right? So I screwed up here. Bryce Young, we end up with Bryce Young. Right. It's kind of like when Aaron Rodgers fell to the Packers. Sure. All right? So we had to take him round one, pick seven. Uh, then we take Quentin Johnson, and we get Bryce Young, his future stud wide yep. receiver, two pair with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Oh, then we go defense round two, pick 38 with our own pick. Then we take Mike Morris. So now we have two new linebackers. Then we trade Jordan Love to the commanders who need a quarterback. They're going to take a shot with Jordan Love, and they're going to give us round two, pick 47, which we use to take Darnell Washington out of Georgia, who's going yep. to be an absolute stud. So we've traded Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers in this draft, and we're all in on Bryce Young. We have completely flipped the script. We have changed this team. This is going to be a rebuild on the fly with a better defense now with Trenton Simpson, Mike Morris. We're not done on that defensive side of the ball, though. Oh, no. We're taking Zach Pickens. Anybody that's named Zach and has two C's in that name and can play the defensive line, we're taking. We get a B-minus for that. We need a safety. Trey Dean the third from Florida falls all the way down here. Pro Football Focus doesn't love that round uh, five pick. They give us a C. We take another tackle uh, in round five. We take Connor Galvin out of Baylor. We get a B-plus for that because if Rodgers is gone, Bakhtiari is probably going to get cut as well. So I think that's really good value there round five. And Pro Football Focus agrees they give us a B-plus. We're not done with edge rushers. We're going to rotate those guys like Philadelphia does. We get Nick Hampton out of App State round seven pick 225. Pro Football Focus gives me an A-plus for this pick. Never heard of the guy. He's going to be a stud, man. That's because he plays at App State. Right, go back right. and watch, go watch that Carolina game. Okay. Uh, and then, here's what shocked me. Cottrell Clark, the defensive back out of Louisville, falls all the way to round seven, pick 234. We grab another corner. We need depth. He could play some special teams. We get a B-plus there. We take another tight end, round seven. Brenton Strange, get a B-plus for that out of Penn State. We get Brandon Hill, another safety, round seven, pick 256. And we get Devonshe Maxwell, another defensive lineman, uh, round is, seven, 259. There is Pope, no Pope, way Goodacoots is keeping all those seventh-round picks if they add those other picks with Rodgers and Jordan Love. Like, 
There's no chance. I mean, maybe I, I can't see it. All right, well, what do you think about the top half, right? We trade Aaron Rodgers. We get Bryce Young, Quentin Johnson, Trenton Simpson, Mike Morris, and Darnell Washington for our two quarterbacks. Rodgers is gone. We don't have enough time to evaluate Jordan Love on a rookie deal any longer. We think he's going to be a solid quarterback in this league. Yeah. We think Bryce Young could be the next, I don't know, insert name. There. Russell I'm not, Wilson. I almost said Jalen Hurts, but he can't be Jalen Hurts because he doesn't have that running ability. I, I would say I, I would do the same thing if it was C.J. Stroud. Uh, and not young at seven. If CJ Stroud was at seven, then I would be tempted to go the way that you went on that thing uh, for certain. Now, I, I will tell you, and we did it in my mock draft last week, I am more and more convincing myself that I want two tight ends in this draft. I want two tight ends. That's I'm I'm convinced myself that I'm taking Mayer over Quentin Johnson in that first round because every mock draft I've done, they're both there. Both of them, the, the, yeah. the wide receiver from TCU, who I love, uh, and they're the tight end from Notre Dame. And I think at this point, I think I'm still going to go tight end. Now, what you did was brilliant because you just said to hell with it. There's enough value at tight end. I can get one later. Now, again, is he is he going to be him? I don't know. I mean, the guy you took, Washington, was he like 6'8"? I mean, the dude is a gigantic right. beast. He's a freak, but like nobody – and he made some big plays at Georgia, and he was really important, especially in their blocking schemes. He's the next Mercedes Lewis. But with better pass catching abilities, he's, he's a, that's a good comp. Yeah, yeah, I like that comp. I, I think that's I think that's a very fair comp. So, uh, so I want there, go. there, there. Yeah. What'd you say? I want him, and he's the perfect fit. Lafleur would fall in love with him. And then gone is Josiah Deguara. He takes over if he takes the Deguara role. And right. then you know what? You probably get Tunyon on the cheap. And I don't know. Maybe next year he doesn't run like he's in quicksand. Maybe you bring back Tunyon, or or you hit free agency. You can find the next like Hayden Hurst, the guy that catches fifty balls. Those guys are out there. Well, the uh, Gasecki uh, from Miami. Well, LaFleur would probably hate him, though, because he's really a slot receiver. He's yeah. a receiver first. It's somebody like that, yeah, because you have Washington as your blocker. I love this idea. And yeah, bro- man. Could you I'm imagine all- the NFL if you traded both guys on draft day? Oh, my God. I mean, I made a splash right there. I don't think Goot has the uh, cojones to do what I just did, though. But I think Packer fans. The wide receivers he's not going to get. Right, I, but I think. A majority of Packer fans would be excited because there are those that are done with Rodgers and will like see Jordan Love. There are those that aren't done with Aaron Rodgers necessarily, but don't like Jordan Love enough to be convinced that they are done with Aaron Rodgers. The way you did it by trading both guys is, look, guys, you're not going to watch either one of them. We're getting a highly touted quarterback. You just saw play during the college football season. You know how good he is. We're going to add some more young talent. And your point that Goody could say is, we have the most talented young wide receiver core in the NFL, right? I mean, the Jets have some talent at wide receiver, whatever else. But the, I don't forgot who it was. Somebody, did you see? They just did a redraft of last year's draft. Yeah. It was ESPN. Um, and Christian Watson went way before um, it, it got to them there in the second round. He went in the first round, actually. Uh, they still got Quay Walker. And then Damaski took Romeo Dobbs in the second round. So they still got uh, Walker and Dobbs with their two picks. But Watson ended up in this redraft that ESPN did actually going in the first round. So gives you an idea of how much talent they truly have. Uh, but, man, would Goody have the guts to trade both of them? Oh, my, would. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Like, and here's the thing. Like, okay, the Jordan Love thing is where I got a little bit crazy. But when I saw Washington was still sitting there. Well, I mean, when I saw Bryce Young fall, like if him and – if if him or Stroud fall to you, oh, I mean, like Jordan Love, like yes. 
Yeah, I mean, those like Bryce Young, and I like CJ better. I'm with you, man. But Bryce Young is projected to be the number one overall pick. So if he falls to you. But then the debate is, if they fall to you, either one, there's going to be teams trying to come up, right? So right. then, it's not then they're not getting Bryce yet. But wait well, a I'll do another one next week. But let's see if it's, fun. let's say it's Trout that falls to you or Levis, whoever. Well, let's say one of those top quarterbacks fall to you at seven, right? And there's a possibility one of them will. So now here's the debate. Do you take the quarterback and say no to the trade trade offers? Do you say no to the trade offers and take the best player available, which is not a quarterback? Or three, do you take the take do you take the trade offers, but in taking the trade offers, try to get a pick for this year, maybe a second round pick or whatever, and try and get their number one pick for the following year in that deal. So going into next year, you have three ones. Then if Jordan Love doesn't work out, you go into this draft where Caleb Williams is all that in a bag of chips and May from North Carolina probably with three ones with every opportunity to move up and go get the stud quarterback that you want. Also, you know, like somebody's going to pop out of nowhere. Like it happens every single year, man. It happened like Baker Mayfield wasn't projected to be the number one overall pick. Joe Burrow wasn't I'm not going to say Joe Burrow was a nobody, but we thought he was going to be like a day two pick, and now he's a top three quarterback in this league. Be I can Mordecai. Seriously, like in that offense. I mean, I, I like Sam Hartman's going to be a career backup, especially now that they like don't have a play caller out of nowhere because Tommy Reese is a uh, trader. Poor Notre Dame. You know what's funny about that? Really quick, again, like we talk about, we, we're going to talk a little. It's, it's a football podcast, yeah. But it's weird about that man. Brian Kelly tried to take Tommy Reese with him to LSU and offered him all that money. And he turned it down to go back to Notre Dame. Like I'm loyal. This is where I played. This is where I'm going to stay. Saban makes the phone call. Tommy Reese is out of there. What is that? Say? Work with Brian, Brian Kelly anymore. Coach, terrible human. Tough guy to work with. <laughs> like, you think Saban's nuts? I think he's a way better person than Brian Kelly. He doesn't uh, have and Saban gets you jobs there. elsewhere. I mean, right? I mean, everybody comes there to rehab their coaching call, after yep. they get fired, yeah. and then they go get NFL jobs or top-tier college head coaching jobs. Yeah, the Nick Saban rehab program. We'll yes. see. I mean, Bill O'Brien's back in the pros. Uh, Lane Kiffin, when he couldn't stay away from yes. the co-eds or the bar room, he, he got uh, Sark, Sark after dark. Another one. Yeah. He's a genius. That man's a genius, man. Sure is. He is Ryan Horvath. Uh, catch him. Uh, we'll see how much pain he's in by the time they get to the show. Uh each night, the rest of the week, bet MGM tonight. Uh, of course, uh, him uh, and Trista Crick. What will she say? You never know what she's going to say. I'm telling you right there. That's price of admission alone. And then poor Nick Ashu has been yeah. thrown into this mix uh, as well. And we'll see uh, what he has to say. Uh, I, I think he is completely wrong, by the way. I, I saw the little video that got tweeted out him saying, oh, he's just going to be on social media. No, go back and watch the Pat McAfee thing again. Dude, I'm telling you, that dude is literally sitting in a room with nothing going on, and yeah, it's going to be dark in there at times or whatever. I don't. Nobody asked me if there's windows in that room, so I don't know if it's a room with no windows at all, and you're completely just in four walls, or if there is a window. It would be nice if there was a window to look out at least. At least you could look outside to pass the time, right? Count how many clouds are flowing past your window or something. I don't know, but just crazy. All right, check them out uh, again, and of course, uh, Ryan Horvat will do this again. Coming up at the end of the week. And we got to talk some Super Bowl on this show. I know the Packers aren't in it, but we got to talk some Super Bowl, especially when we got a gambling expert like Ryan Horvath on the show. So uh, we'll talk some props. We'll get his thoughts on the game and all that coming up uh, on the show at the end of the week. Have a good one, everyone. Toodles.